Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Corey Deanna Lewis, founder of The Healthy Project and host of The Healthy Project Podcast. My mission is to bring awareness to health and wellness concerns that are impacting our communities. On this podcast, you'll learn strategies to improve your health from health professionals from around the world that are trying to make an impact in people's lives. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Project Podcast. I am your host, Corey Deanna Lewis. Got a great guest in the building today, play expert, Janet Olmstead. I say your last name correctly? Almost. You're not the first one. It's okay. It's Olmstead. Like Olmstead. Ah, <laughs> well, worry. Janet, again, thank you for being on. I really appreciate it. Great to be here. Like every episode, I love to, you know, tell tell us a little bit about yourself, how you started and, you know, how you got to where you're at now. My, I've been a health coach and a play expert for almost 20 years. I started way back in 2001 as uh, developing my passion for exercise and health into my profession. My first profession actually was in television sports. So I've always really loved the whole world of athletics and health and wellness. Uh, I'm not an Olympic athlete by any stretch of the imagination. I actually really love to move, move my body in a way that makes sense to me. And I really help people discover that for themselves. I live in Toronto, Canada, and I feel very grateful to be able to do what I do for a living, to help people be the best versions of themselves. That's a great way to live. You're when you're living with a purpose and being able to do what you love every day. You can't you can't beat that. Much like you. I try. You know, so I you you have a book, and I wasn't able, unfortunately, wasn't able to read the whole book, but I did get to read the first chapter. And there are some really really cool things in that first chapter that I really wanted to kind of go into today a little bit, just to get you know, just kind of get a feel of of play because we all know play is is great exercise, but not everybody really sees play as exercise, I, I guess. You, you know what I mean? But there was something you said in the first couple of pages where it's like our brains, when we encounter a new habit or something new, if it's scary or out of our comfort zone, our brain wants to retreat or like it's it's programmed to like, like nope, I don't want to do that. So when, when you're working with somebody on something new or a new behavior or something like that? How do you work past that fear with them? Yeah. People are afraid of failing, Corey. You know, Mm -hmm. the, the number one thing when I start working with my clients as a health coach is really meeting them where they're at and what they're ready, willing, and able to do. So I would never suggest to someone who's not ready to do something that might seem normal for an athletic person, like the Olympics, I'll come back to the Olympics, but Someone who has has maybe been on that all or nothing, quick fix mindset of changing something fast because they think it's easy and then they fail and then they, they're afraid to try again. When you're working through habit-based change, it's really not about extremes. It's about taking small, consistent steps mm-hmm. towards better behaviors. And especially when it comes to exercise, it's not about all pain, no gain as we're kind of taught or uh, how it's marketed to us as what people really need to understand, I think is the most important thing is all movement matters. It's not just 60 minutes in a gym. 
because I don't, uh, I, I was alarmed to find this out once at a health conference and I'd never thought about it before. And I don't know if you have, but you know, the only reason people think they need to work out for 60 minutes is because that's what trainers and coaches get paid for an hour. Oh, uh-huh. Huh. It's true. Yeah, I know. That was an aha moment for me too, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, so uh, right. And something I, I talk about in, in the first chapters, actually breaking it down into the amount of exercise the average person needs to keep healthy is 150 minutes a week. I'm sure you talked mm-hmm. to your yep. clients about that. And 150 minutes a week sounds like, oh man, 150 minutes a week. How am I going to do that? Right? Right. It, except when you t- divide it by seven days, it just works out to about 22 minutes a day. And what's more and super exciting, which I love sharing with people is it doesn't all have to be done at once. You can break up. the yeah. 22 minutes into five. Do you have time for five minutes in the morning and maybe 15 minutes later in the day? Or do you have time for 21 minute breaks through the day? You know, as long as you're getting your heart pumping and moving in a way that gets a little sweat on and makes you smile. Yeah. That counts. It doesn't have to be done in a gym. The whole world can be your playground. And actually a a recent study found that moderate activity like brisk walks, dancing, gardening for just an hour a week, which is less than the, you know, the 150 minute lowers the risk of early death by 18% across 14 years in a group of people ages 40 to 85, just an hour a week. Just an hour a week. And that's not much when you divide it by seven. You know, old Corey, right? Old, you know, wet behind the ears, health coach Corey. When I'm at the uh, exercise had to be at the gym. I had to do an hour. If I wasn't sore, I didn't do a good job. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was, you're so ingrained in that, in condition to think that when someone who's just walking is getting just as much of a benefit as I am, (laughs) you know what I mean? Trying to kill myself in the gym and being there like, oh, I got 15 more minutes. I got to, I got to make an hour. I got to get an hour. I got 15 more minutes. And you don't. And you, and you don't. Oh, I in and out now. I'm like, man, I, I got, I got stuff to do. I'm going to get my workout in. I'm going to feel good. Like, it's just about feeling good about what you're doing. Would, would you agree with that? Like, if you feel feeling good about the exercise or activity that you're doing, that should be good enough than how long you're doing it. If, as long as you're meeting that 150 yeah. minutes a week. And, you know, first of all, going back to the being at the gym, I like the gym. It's a great place yeah. for me. I've all, I, I love it. But the people that I really wrote my book for is the 1.4 billion people in the world that don't do enough exercise, don't do 150 minutes a week. And it's causing terrible, terrible uh, issues with people's health. You know, the six out of the top 10 non-communicable diseases, heart disease, stroke, lung disease, mm-hmm. Alzheimer's disease, and other dementias Oh, throat and lung cancers and type two diabetes are directly related to lifestyle choices, which are the leading causes of death. So I think it's not cool that people aren't getting enough exercise because if you get enough, these diseases are preventable. And if you find some joy in the way you move, then it will start to become a very natural habit for you to get into. Absolutely. You talk a little bit about healing through play. Can can you talk a little bit about that now and, and, you know, how, how, how does someone heal through play? Really healing through play also comes down to when you start to move your body, it's a positive spiral. It's a catalyst of 
change that releases happy hormones, dopamine, serotonin, oxycotin, um, endorphins, which naturally boost your mood. And when your mood is boosted, you feel better. And when you feel better, you want to eat better. And when you eat better, you sleep better. There's just this positive spiral, which helps in the healing process overall. You know, it's, right. it's a positive yeah. process for your mental and physical health. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just have a patient in my office, type two diabetic, went on vacation and she was so surprised that, you know, through all the walking that she was doing just by not, not even planned walking, just because of where she was at, had to walk a lot more than she normally would. And she was mm-hmm. like, my blood sugars were the best they ever been. Like she was like, she was shocked. I mean, I, I wasn't surprised, but was like, yeah, you know, you, your body needs it. What's, what's the saying a body in motion stays in motion, you know, or some, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you got, you're, you're moving, you know, you're, you're, you're exercising. You don't even know, <laughs> you don't even know it. I think that's what the benefit of play is, is that you, you're exercising. You don't even you don't even feel like you're exercising. Yeah. You get lost in the state of play, Yeah, which everybody can tap into, you know, gosh, it's hard enough being an adult these days. So why not tap into your inner child? <laughs> right. Yeah. Why not? I, I talk about this in my book and I actually have a download on my website where people can actually sit down and think about what movement made them really happy as a kid. Because when you tap into your inner child, the things that bring you joy and understand they count too still, then you're more likely to, to do them. Yeah. With your clients. Well, it can be anything. I mean, I had a client that told me she loved a horseback ride and she was a little afraid, but I said, well, it's like riding a bike. And if you have access to something like that and it might bring you joy and you have time, why, why wouldn't you try? Like what's, what's the worst thing that could happen anyway? She did. And she loved it. And she's been horseback riding ever since. That's awesome. For those for those clients that you encounter, or if you do encounter, I don't know what, what was fun or I don't know where to start. You know, what what is a, a simple, you know, easy thing for someone to start if they want to incorporate play into their, their life? That's a really good question. I think the easiest place to start, as we just talked about, was tapping into what what you like to do as a kid, but also something that is and everybody thinks it has to be this hard thing. Ooh, I don't know what I like to do when I was a kid and I don't know yep. how to play anymore. Well, when you understand that you can honestly break it down to make it so easy that you're guaranteed to do it again tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that. And so it's consistent, then you're more likely to show up and it may sound boring, like, Oh, consistent. Who, who knew? But it's key because it, it works. Right. Mm-hmm. So for example, stacking, something on to what you're already doing will also make it really simple. Let's use everybody's got to go to the grocery store, right? Yeah. So how can you make going to the grocery store more playful? All right. Let's talk about that. The easiest thing to do, first of all, park further from the front door. So you have to walk further, right? Could you maybe while you're standing in line, balance on one leg? I don't know. That's kind of fun, playful. No one's going to know that you're doing it. Or if you're at the deli counter, can you actually contract your glutes, squeeze your butt? So you're actually firing off your core muscles just while you're standing there waiting for your order to come through. There's little ways to make things playful. Another thing I have people do, if you're talking about healthy habits in general, what if every time you went to the bathroom, you had a glass of water after, you know, because drinking water is tricky for people, but it's a mm-hmm. super healthy habit that's often overlooked. Well, everybody has to go to the bathroom. 
And it's not hard to put a cup by the sink. So every time you empty your bladder, fill your stomach up with water <laughs> so that it becomes a cycle. Actually, I, I spoke at a book club and uh, one of the one of the women in the book club <laughs> said to me, you've completely changed my life. I said, oh, why? What happened? She said, well, first of all, because I'm drinking more water, I'm going to the bathroom more. But not only that, I also took your advice to do a squat after every time I went to the washroom or 10 squats. So I'm doing 10 squats. I'm drinking water and I feel like a million bucks and I'm having fun. I was like, there you go. Also. So there's this other thing in your book that I want to talk to you about developing a playful mindset. You know, what is, what is, what do you mean by that? What does that look like developing a, a playful mindset? Well, you know, there's this all or nothing mindset, which we type talked on a bit earlier, this quick fix, all or nothing. If you're, and one of the biggest things of the all or nothing mindset is that it leaves you, leaves you worse off than when you started. It's that cycle of, Oh, I'll start Monday. And then by Wednesday, something happens in your life. And by Thursday, everything's out the window and you can't stick to a, a workout plan or a new diet or whatever it's going to be that you've picked right. to work on for yourself. And so that mindset makes you feel frustrated and ashamed, right? That's no, that's not very fun. I mean, who wants to feel like depressed that you can't stick to an exercise or diet plan? So you drop being active and that mindset is uh, leads to inactivity, which leads to all the cycle that we are trying to trying to focus on to bring us back to a healthier state. And the, therefore, the, the playful mindset is a bit opposite than that. The playful mindset is, okay, what do I want to do today that I haven't maybe done before? And if I did it, and I, I'm not afraid of failing, and I could do it, and it, it might be fun, what would I choose? And how could I do more of that? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, you know, uh, that's where, where I talk about in my book, whatever's going to bring you the most joy, and understand that the whole world can be your playground. It's, it's for you. And it's just thinking outside of the outside of the box, giving you permission to have more fun and feel better. And we all could use some of that right now. I don't understand why, why at some point as we get older, we separate the two, like playing is for kids. When really, if we had a, if we had a little playful mind, if we had a playful mindset, or if we took this old way of thinking about our physical activity or our mental activity, you know, our, our mental health, our physical health, and added a little play into it, you know, how would, how could that affect our lives down the line? And I'm sure you're aware, Janet, we're fighting against a lot of things as far as mindsets around exercise, mindsets around mental health. I don't have enough time. People are really busy. You know what I mean? So like, I don't have enough time to exercise or Whenever I bring up exercise to some clients that I see, I get an eye roll, like, because they immediately think when they, when they hear exercise, they think having to go to the gym, which takes time, or they just don't want to go to the gym, you know? And then when I tell them, even, even when I tell patients about, you know, just 150 minutes a week, it's like, well, that's not enough. Like they, for some reason, their mind is like, that's not enough. Like I need to be working out for an hour or, you know, like they, they can't, there's a whole, there's so many things that we're working against. I feel like just adding a, a little bit of play would help, but getting past that, deep, those, those defenses thrown at you is, can be hard sometimes. Yeah, I, I totally agree. <clears throat> and I think we've touched on a number of those points, but specifically something you bring up that I want to address is time mm-hmm. and uh, exactly what you're saying. You know, I don't have enough time or how can I fit an hour in? And although we've touched on that, I have a, 
acrostic in my book. I use acrostics in my book, which are a kind of a fun twist on words that really make sense for people. So I use time as an acrostic. If you think of time going down a page, T-I-M-E, and then across T stands for try, and then I stands for increasing, and then M stands for movement, and E stands for every day. So try increasing movement every day. And what is the, I actually use this too. It's, I'll call it the bare bottom minimum, the bam, the bare ass minimum. What is your bare ass minimum that you can completely 100% guarantee that you can commit to in a day? What is it? Say it's that client that glazes over and goes, oh my God, like 150 minutes. Okay, you're not 150 minutes. That's okay. We can get there. But what can you absolutely, without a doubt, commit to? I've had clients that say, 10 minutes. I go, okay, how realistic is that? You've got this going on and you're a parent and you're watching your like grandchildren and you're watching your kids and your husband's retired and blah. 10 minutes. Okay. Maybe five minutes. Okay. Five minutes. When, when can you do that? Why well, don't, I don't know if I have time. Okay. How about it? What? Okay. So what is a hundred percent guarantee? A minute. Okay. A minute. Great. You've got a minute. What can you do for a minute? Well, I could walk up my stairs three times. Yes, you can. And if it's not if I don't hear, like you say, the client glazes over. If I don't hear from a client that it's a hell yeah, 10 out of 10, I can do that. Is it really that easy? Mm-hmm. Then then it's too it's too difficult. It has to be that simple to start. Because if it it's any harder than that, that whole failure mindset jumps in. And that is what we're trying to get away from. Trying to avoid. We're trying to help people feel empowered and realizing it's really not that hard. You know, setting goals is really important, super important if it's the right goal for you. But establishing habit behavior change with small, simple steps practiced consistently will move the needle much farther in the long run than anything else that's going on, like compounding interest in your bank account. Mm -hmm. Have you heard this before? Habits are like compounding interest in your bank account. I'm not, I didn't make this up. This Mm I've learned through my years of of education. But if you commit like your bank account, if you commit to saving a dollar a day for a year, you'd have $365 by the end of the year plus interest. Correct? Correct. Equally committing to improve yourself by only 1%, 1% every day for a year. Let's use walking, for example. Okay. Makes a heck of a difference when you compare to doing nothing and letting yourself get worse by 1% every day for a year. A 1% improvement daily compounds like the money in your bank to an almost 40 times performance improvement in just 12 months. Whoa. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> I hope somebody listening to this went, what? That's <laughs> true. It is it, fantastic. And and then and then but we're what we're going against and, and I I hear that and I'm like man that is that is a lot of improvement in a short 12 months is a short amount of time. Right. That's that's yeah, look how long we've been in COVID. Did a year yeah. go by fast and slow? Sure. But yeah, yeah. a year is not as fast. But like you said earlier in the conversation, you know, there's those that I got to lose 30 pounds in three days, or I'm going to take this supplement because it's going to burn my fat You and all, the, and all that mess. And we're fighting against that. And where a year to someone may seem like a year, like I, but like you said, it goes by, like if you're being consistency man consistency is so is so important if you're just consistent right yeah keep showing up and find the things that bring you joy 
And when you put those things together, magic happens. Magic happens. True magic. And there's, it's like, some people think it's this big secret. Oh, I have, like you said, I have to do this and this and this and this. It's like, no, choose what, what, you know, you can show up and do consistently. And as boring as that seems and un jazzy by whoever's selling the latest fad, this is what works. I guarantee it. If it doesn't work, if you, if you don't commit, if you, if you commit to something very small and show up every day, water. Okay. And you do that every day, you will be so much farther ahead in the long run. And everybody will say, oh my gosh, what have you been doing, Corey? You go, well, <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. I've been consistent. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, there's there's habit, there's habit tracking uh, apps. There's, you know, I use that a lot, not apps with my clients, but I, I have software I use with my clients to check in. And it's those just committing to something and seeing it visually. I even have clients old school that like to put a eight by eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper on their mirror. And they just tick off every day that they've done their habit. And then you can see your progress. It feels so good. And if it's too hard, change it. Never be afraid of changing, changing the habit. So it works for you, not against you. Because stop feeling failure. Failure sucks. Right. Sucks. No, I, I, that, that is, that is so good. Like just, and I just change it. What, what's all? Yeah. It just it's just changing. It's it, Janet. It, it sounds so easy, <laughs> but like what? Well, it is because it, it, it is. But some people will hear that and be like, how, "Like how, what? Like like it's almost like you're speaking in different language, right?" But it's if it's too hard, just change it. It's the. Have you heard the another? Uh, well, there's an acronym: the Kiss Method. Keep it simple, stupid. Yes, I'm not calling stupid. anybody stupid here. Don't get me wrong, but no matter what, <clears throat> the more simple. The more basic, it doesn't mean it can't be fun while you're doing things, but right. the more simple, the more you keep it simple, the more success you'll have. I guarantee it. That That's great. That's great. There you go. Mic right. drop. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> drop. So um, a question after I, sorry, I forgot to ask you in the, in the beginning, but I'm really curious about, you know, what is it like being a, you know, what is a play expert? Like, you know, what, you know, what is your day to day? You know, how, how did you formulate this? into like your health coaching business and your personal training business? Well, that's a a very good question. Uh, So play is a state of mind. And to me, it's kind of a new approach to exercise. And my expertise is teaching people how to rediscover joy and movement and a way that fits with their lifestyle, as I talked about, and the freedom to move your body in a way that brings you joy. And how did, you know, the, the, my platform, my book, the way I coach all based on play because I really think people need to have more fun as they mm. age and they really need to tap into the joy of, of being alive. I've had a couple of serious near death experiences and those completely reshape my way of looking at the world so much so that, uh, you know, when you have, I, I don't know if not everybody's been, you don't need to have aha moments to, to, you know, redirect your life, but they, all of them, made me really understand that we get one shot, we get one life. And I can't express enough how grateful I feel to be alive and how lucky I feel that I get to play. And I just want to share it with all the people that I talk to because life can end really quickly. (laughs) And there's some really terrible stuff that's going on in the world. And I don't not pay attention to that, but I, like I said, I, I choose to play and I choose to show up in the world as the best version of myself. And I really want to help people do that too. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. And you're, you're so right. You're so right. Like if, if you're going to, if you're going to live this life, why not want to have fun? Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> why not? I mean, you can, you can, you can choose the perspective really that it gave me is, is you can, you can choose to make changes be, because of what's happened to you, or you can just keep doing what you're doing. And some people choose to change. And that's what I help people with. And some people that don't maybe aren't ready, willing, or able yet. Right. And they might come upon it. They, someone might hear this when it comes out and they might go, oh yeah, that's all easy for her. Or, you know, those guys right. in the health industry, but in a year from now, they might think about it and go, Hmm, that makes sense for me now. Right. And, and, and for people to know that they're not alone, there's a lot of people that are out here. You just have to find the right fit that want to help you. It's kind of like finding a really good hairdresser, a really good dentist yeah. you keep going because those people you know, they, you know, they can help you and you don't have to go all the time, but you tap in once in a while. And that's how I, my mission here is not to hold someone's hand through the rest of their life on their journey. Right. My objective is to meet you where you're at, help you achieve what you're trying to achieve. Sometimes it takes up to a year. Sometimes it just takes four weeks working together, but whatever the time together is, you know, you better, better know that I'm I'm your guide and I'm here to walk with you on your journey. That's, that's really what I want to do. That's awesome. That's awesome. Janet, you know, thank you so much for your time. I want to be mindful of it today, but thank you so much for being on with me. If anybody listening wanted to learn more about you um, and uh, just kind of reach out and connect, you know, where can they find you at online? Yeah. uh, Well, I actually have, my website is janetomstead.com. J-A-N-E-T-O-M-S-T-E-A-D. Dot com and uh, on my website you can actually sign up for I have a seven day free seven days of healthy habits course so you just sign up and you get daily tips for a week and you could try them all and maybe one will stick and I encourage you to try it it's free um, also for coaching uh, on my website there's there's links to all my coaching and how to buy my book and um, you can definitely send me an email if you want info info at janetomstead.com and I'd be happy to answer questions and look forward to connecting with people and really what I really 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 want to say Corey is I'm super grateful to have been on your on your podcast thank you for having me and don't forget to have fun and play every day that's awesome that's awesome and and it's it's easy to forget like you said we're going we're, this is crazy times it's easy to forget to have fun you know what I mean it is easy to it, forget but it's out there if you mm-hmm. give yourself permission to take a little time to find a little joy in your life. Awesome. Janet, I love what you're doing. Thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. Um, and everybody, thank you for listening. And I'll holler at you next time.